Welcome to the Turn Up, Turn Down podcast. I'm Eric Torres. I'm John Potts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to everybody who has been tuning in. We really appreciate it. Sure do. What have we got this week, Eric? Today, we're at least going to start to talk about mixing. <laughs> I'm sure we won't cover everything, but we're going to start. Uh, we're going to talk about that and other basic general stuff. <laughs> Awesome. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Let's hit it. So yeah, mixing. Mixing is awesome. Mixing is fun. I, I think it's exciting. It's like seeing everything. You see everything come to life and tracking, and then mixing, it's like just taking it, you know, blowing it's, it's, it up it's larger fin- than life. Yeah, it's finishing finishing what you started it's yeah it's it's cool I, i'll tell you what really opened my eyes to how cool mixing is because you take it for granted when you do it but i showed my wife one time like a song from nothing i was like this is what the kick drum sounds like and just one fader at a time pushed it up and just yeah. seeing her understand how a song is put together made me realize like yeah this is pretty cool <laughs> this is a fun we do for cool sure take thing. it for granted yeah i mean what I like about most, I don't do a ton of mixing. Um, you know that because you mix a lot of my stuff. <laughs> um, I already complimented you on a previous podcast, so I'm not yeah. going to do it again. Okay, uh, you've almost met your quota. That's cool. <laughs> but I do, when I do mix, um, it, what's fun about it is when you start a project and you hear where you want it to end up, there are two awesome things that can happen during mixing. There's one that it can end up there. Right, <laughs> and you're like, yes, the good we, one. We did it right. Well, the other <laughs> awesome one is like, oh, I didn't hear this originally, but that's pretty cool. Right. I, I, I've had it a lot where, like, I send it off to you. There's a part that I was like, this is it, and it's not even in there or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I realize now that that was stupid, or I hear the way you hear it, and it makes total sense. I, I don't know. I just think that's really cool how people can hear music differently, and it's still a collaborative process in some way. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's cool. Yeah. Well, and like when I get a mix, that's what I try and do is figure out what excites me. What really speaks to you when you just kind of get it, throw all the faders up, and then start pulling stuff down, pulling stuff up, and say, okay, like this, this bass line, that's the star of the show. So how do we accentuate that? Obviously, like the vocals and all that are sure. the thing, but like what is going to move the song and what are people going to just groove to? Or, or if it's a groove song, or what are people <laughs> right. gonna like slam to? You know, whatever it is, but just get it. Like, whatever gets you excited, just focus on that. It's always a good jumping point for me. I think maybe as a, you know, a little tip for someone, find what gets you excited about it and just go for it. You can always, you know, take a detour. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. You're gonna B, you're gonna C, get distracted. DF and end up at Y. Did I start this song? <laughs> Did you? Do you? Um, so after you've done all your like pre-mix stuff, that you always do. Find, yeah, you find out what track is what. X Y Z twelve is really the lead guitar. You know, <laughs> um, after you like. Wait, wait, wait. Can we pause right here and say l- name, and name your, your tracks? tracks. Okay. Well, put a comment cool. in there. Put a little note. Um, after you've done the basic organization, maybe yep. imported it into some template or whatever. Do you approach it? The same way, like, do you start with the drums or the vocals every time? Or do you, like you said, do you, if you hear the bass is what's driving it, do you start there? Most of the time, I do a, most saying maybe 60% of the time. I do just like a bottom-up 
kind of thing. Drums, bass, acoustic, guitars, keys, vocals, background vocals. It just that's the way I lay out my template, mix template, and that's just kind of a lot of what I do. I I solo a bunch. I know people don't like to hear that, but I do because that's how you carve out bad frequencies, as far as I'm concerned. I don't um, think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's bad if you solo everything all the time without going back to get the context right, of it. Right, but right, it, right. soloing something is not mm-hmm. too too many people make a issue of that. Yeah, I I don't think it's a big deal. So the the time times when that changes is if there's not a whole lot of instrumentation going on and it is all about that vocal. So I get that vocal up, I try and compress it right, just kind of really get it up, get some get some ambience around it, some verb and some effects going and kind of make it the star of the show and then just bring in the elements around it slowly to kind of to fix it because then maybe the drums are just sitting way back and they're just this muted thing underneath it. Seems kind of dumb to start there. Sure. Or, um, you know, if the guitars, I can get them up and rocking and super aggressive and take up as much room as I want because that's what's really exciting about it and then just bring in your snare, bring in your kick until they're just kind of that awesome, powerful knot in the middle of the mix uh, fitting the vocal right kind of in between the kick and snare kind of thing. So sometimes there's difference, but a lot of stuff I do, I just kind of pull up, hear the good part, and then like start at the meat of the song maybe, and then kind of start carving, soloing up some stuff and working kick, snare, hats, toms, overheads, rooms, perk, bass. <laughs> just right. kind of work it all in that way. That's Again, templates I think are super important. They help workflow dramatically. You don't want to be... It's... I mix a lot and and pulling up uh, shift Apple in, pulling up a new track, creating an augs track, setting the input output, pulling up you know a plate verb. No, I don't want a plate verb. Uh, let's try this room. No, it's not a room. You know, it's like that can kill. That can kill. You know, in the old days of console, you just reach up. You have your six, however many augs channels you have. You have your different effects there. You just reach up and you turn it, and it's on, right? So you kind of, I, I try and get that in mixing where I already have all the tracks. I'll have 15 vocal effects tracks that I import into the session. I might only end up, I might end up using one. I might end up using 12. Um, write them here and there, you know, but just having it there, having the sends already on your vocal, whatever instrument, whatever track it is, having your sends already there, having your augs tracks there with all your effects, so that way you just click on it, turn up the fader if that's the one you want. If not, you know, move on. That's just workflow. That's awesome advice. Cool. If I could do one of those things, <laughs> my mixes would be better. Now, I, I don't know what I said. I blacked out. I, uh, I don't have a way that I approach mine every time because 100% of what I mix are projects that I produce. Right. And usually the mix starts way too early. <laughs> And I'm, I'm fighting. Like, it's so hard. It really is, yep. especially if you've, you know, you're the only one touching it. When the artist wants to hear a rough mix yeah. after every, it's like, oh, well, we added a shaker, so I need a rough mix of that. I was yeah, like, ah, now I got to fit it in. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's its own. That's its own can of worms. But <laughs> yeah, that's episode seventy. I, uh, I typically, I keep touching my mic. What am I doing? I, I should know what to do by now. <laughs> um, I keep. Um, when, when I'm, yeah, I do that. But when I when I'm 
when I'm envisioning my mix, I usually keep something in mind, like specific that I want this song to be whatever, whatever the, like you're saying, the thing that excites you. If I'm, yeah. if it's something I produced, I typically know I want, I don't know, let's say the drums to sound like I don't, big drums or dirty drums or roomy, or whatever it is, or yeah. the vocal is going to have XYZ type of effect on it or something like that. That will probably be the first thing I try to do and then fit the rest of my mix around that. Yeah. It's not always the greatest approach. It, I'll tell you one thing I don't do is mix quickly. It is a lot of <laughs> trial and error. Um, yeah. They usually sound like I want them to sound in the end, but golly, it is, it is not, it's not, it's, I, I, it, it's the, you get married to certain things when you're the producer who's the mixer and you tracked this thing and you mixed it the day after because you were so excited about it. Right. And then you spent six months tracking to it. <laughs> and it's like, it's probably going to be there. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> like you would have rethought it. <laughs> Like if you would have done it the second day you had it, yeah, uh, yeah, that's you could get you can get caught up. Or there's a, like you said, sometimes the artist hears something or in their pitch, you know, for their vision of the song, it was I wanted to sound like this, and so like that's the first thing you do when you go to track it, so they can hear that and know they're on the right track, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But so, then, hey, I'm not gonna let you down. Yeah, you gonna, but uh, you, you're maybe not spending the right amount of time and. <laughs> in the right amount of time. <laughs> that's, that's one of the nicest things about just mixing sometimes is that you don't have any of that. You just, you have all the files right there. You don't know what, you don't know what was centered around what. It's always nice to get a rough mix as well, mm -hmm. but I don't know why. Sometimes it's the first thing I do is listen to the rough mix. Sometimes I do not listen to the rough mix until I've basically, I've at least got about 90%, 80 to 90% into the mix and then I pull up the rough mix and 50-50, it's <laughs> one is completely different. And sometimes you're like, oh, I'd, hopefully I, hopefully they like this rough mix and I nailed it. Right. And then other times you just rethink. And I just tell them, look, I pulled up I pulled up the rough later and it's completely different. I just did that with a with a mix that, and I got the gig. So they, <laughs> they like awesome. the mix. And it was so different, so different than the rough. Um, but for some reason I didn't listen to it. I've, I don't know why. I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Well, that's that's a good tip, I guess, for artists slash producers out there is, number one, be open-minded. Yeah. Um, if you get something back, don't just because it isn't exactly what you heard the first time doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> don't email back immediately Yeah. <laughs> upon first listening. But also, if you do have something very specific in mind, either for a specific part of the song, like, say, the drums, or um, the mix as a whole, maybe communicate that up front. Yeah, as an artist or producer. Yeah. Hey, man, check know. check out the way we did. The, we really like the drums on this rough mix. Yep. Don't. We were going for this thing. Yeah. Try not. You know. Yeah. Give give them some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you want the you want their input. Yeah. So do you have a couple? I won't put us maybe three three to five tools or plugins, whatever it is, gear that basically you can't live without. Uh. Yeah. So. Plugins wise, I would say that probably the most important plugin I have is I, it's almost like a separate dodge. I use Reason a lot with okay. pro, with Pro yeah. Tools. Um, I, I use it in a thing called Rewire where I can trigger it, you know, from MIDI and Pro Tools. Um, it to me, it just has the best selection of high quality virtual instruments from a they broad range. They sound great. Yeah, you got electric keyboards, you got synths. You got drum samples. You got all that stuff you can do. Now, I, I do use a variety of virtual instruments. I, I don't always use Reason, but 
I've found that for definitely for my pre-production, when you're trying to just get an idea down, you don't, you know, I, I can use it as the final thing, but if I'm just trying to get something quickly and be like, I need to synth here, it needs to sound kind of like this, I can always find something yeah. that can just like do the job for the pre-production part before it. So I, I, that's very important in my workflow. Cool. Um, I like the Echo Boy from Sound Toys. Absolutely. Like a whole lot. <laughs> it's such a great, it's a... It's, uh, it's an all-in-one, Yeah, it, it is a delay plug-in, ostensibly, but it's it's really like, you can do saturation with it. It's got some really cool, like, reverb ambience yeah. stuff that it can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Modulation. Oh, man. it It's so deep that I don't, quite understand how it works well there's that one little button you yeah know, like the mod button yeah so where cool. it opens well where it opens up tweak, another window yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and you're like i'm scared of that little window that pops up <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's so <laughs> most, many most of the time i'm yeah. scared of it there's so many cool things i do with it though i mean obviously you can just do a regular delay um vocals it sounds great with like a slap yeah it's just the right amount the of perfect. warmth it's yeah. so good um, it's really cool for guitars um, to do memory man th- that type stuff if you yeah. don't if you don't have well some. yeah it has the classics yeah but I do it does cool things like you can use it as like a widener like a subtle widener to get yes. something a little bit more stereo or to take something that was recorded in mono and give it a little bit of a stereo deal without it being like a real obvious delay or slap or something like that right. it's got some really cool um, mod stuff like that it also has some great like just bass presets on it just to like fatten them up. Yeah. I don't that I really don't understand how it's doing it, but it sounds so good. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Um yeah, that's definitely a big, a big part of my workflow. I I would since I got the Echo Boy, I've used it on every session I've touched. Yeah. I would say the next I don't know, the next probably essential piece of mine is I use the uh, UAD EMT-140 plate reverb. Yeah. It sounds phenomenal. It does. Like, like really, really good. It's got, I love the warmth of it. I would say that, like, if I didn't have that, it would be another reverb in this spot. I think that having having great, a, a great yeah. reverb is um, is pretty key. Pretty key. Yeah, because a plate is a good kind of like do-it-all reverb. Mm-hmm. You can get short stuff and do some room things you it sounds great uh you know making vocals ambient or whatever drums love plates yes very much i don't love i don't love drum reverb from for my approach right mostly because i don't understand how it like to do it right (laughs) i I watch people do it i'm like huh delay. yeah i I saw something the other day this might i don't know not be good for this topic or not but they were talking about how they don't um they don't send the close mics to the drum reverb they just send the ambient mics and it it was interesting. Sounded good. I bet it did. I don't know. I haven't tried it. You do whatever <laughs> works for you. You, you do you. Um, yeah, but that that specific reverb just sounds so good. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna throw it back at you. What you, What are your three? Um, it doesn't have to be plugins. Sure. All, even though all mine were, so it would make a lot of sense for you to do exactly <laughs> what I did. Well, I'll just give a plus one to Echo Boy. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not gonna. That'll be like. You know my three B. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Uh, just because of all everything you said, it's phenomenal. And again, since I've got it, since the day I got it, it's been on. I I think I can say it's been on every single session I've mixed or done anything to, or even just building tracks like loops. You just like, oh, cool. I never thought I'd use a delay so much on drums. Right. Like putting it on right. Top, there was 
I think it was a song I did for you. I put the whole kit through the delay for the whole song, and it had this. Yeah. You're like, that's badass. Uh, I, I think I mentioned the SSL channel, the Waves SSL yeah. channel, because it's clean. It's one plugin, one instance, and it's all there. It sounds really good to me. The filters sound great to me. Sounds like the console. You just grab something, slam it up to plus 12, sweep around till you find the worst frequency, yeah. and then cut it to 12, and it can it can still work. Like, those drastic things work. I'm, I'm not afraid to get graphic. Or not graphic. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, like, I'm glad it doesn't have, like, the graphic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. like, the spectrum analyzer and all that. You're right. not looking at what it's doing. It's just knobs. You can get drastic is what I meant to say. Uh, another favorite, uh, the Fab Filter, the, oh, yeah. the Pro Q. I think I don't know whatever it's called. <laughs> the Fab Filter EQ is phenomenal because you can see exactly. It's it's also very time saving to just pull that up. It has a frequency analyzer. You see, hey, look, seven hundred is just peeking out. You put your mouse there. There's not even in a, a thing that's just a flat line. You click on it and you drag. It makes a point for you automatically with a very basic. Q and all that kind of stuff. You drag it out. You can see it. It's it's so intuitive. You can put, I don't know how many bands. I've probably put 12 or 15. And I think there's probably twice that available. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know if there's unlimited. Uh, it has auto makeup gain. It has just a bunch of cool features. It just seems very thought, like they really thought about it before they, right. um, you know, put it out. And it just, it sounds great. doesn't necessarily have a sound to it, but it sounds good. Sure. It doesn't uh, sound bad. <laughs> That's the sound. Which I guess is important, right? Sure. Uh, I guess just... What's another one? You know what? Trigger. Oh, good good call. Trigger is... You're known a, for your drum samples. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thanks. I don't, know if that's, I don't know if that's good. That means you can hear that I use them. I'm just messing with you. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't remember the days of like tab Apple V, tab Apple, just pasting in samples? Those days sucked so bad. Sound Replacer was a step up, but like most of the times I still just did it manually. Yeah. Trigger just saves all that. And now you have so many, like that drum sound. Yeah. Uh, like those two married up they, together. They get, a special, like, they get a special mention. They I, do. That drum sound samples are so They're all good. good. Every single one. Every pack they have, I think I, I think I own them all. Even their perk, everything phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, trigger. It's it, it's it's the single biggest time saver. Right. Period. When you talk about value for money, it was I think it was a hundred bucks when I first got. It. I might have upgraded since then. Uh, it paid for itself. The first song that, I ever, <laughs> right. that I ever mixed with it, it paid for itself in saving me an hour and a half of yep. replacing toms and especially. <laughs> Anyway, we don't get to, but like one of the first things I had it for was this rock thing. And even when we were tracking, I was telling this guy like, you do, you hit your toms more than anyone I've ever encountered. It was just every single fill was 30 second notes. Just <laughs> <laughs> like in two bars, we just had 500 notes and trigger nailed it. <laughs> the EP I had before. I spent who knows an hour and a half, two hours drum replacing. And yeah. do you remember? I would take like a medium, uh, like a quiet and a loud hit, no. and I would go through Gosh. all of them and just try to get the closest. And it's like yep. 
Oh, man. You just don't even think about it anymore. No. Nope. You don't have to think about that. Nope. It's just there. So that's one. Uh, honorable mentions. I, I really like uh, stereo imaging plugins. Mm-hmm. I use them a lot, like for both, for widening and narrowing. I like to do that on um, different parts of the song. Like to all my sub mixes have their own widener. A lot of times it's just on my template. So I don't touch them or I'll come in for the verse or and go out for the chorus or vice versa sometimes if it's a different sort of thing. So I like wideners or just imagers. They're not always used for widening, but yeah. I'll give my honorable mention to another Sound Toys plugin, the uh, Decapitator. Oh, yeah. It's really great. I think we could just say Sound Toys. So, yeah, for sure. The other one that <laughs> Sound I... Sound Toys 5 I've is my u- favorite plugin. I've been using that... Um, <laughs> The uh, little altar boy, the little altar boy is great. The devil lock, all of the them. devil lock. That's man, that thing is awesome. I used it on a mix the other day, like the total, the whole mix. Really? Oh, dude, it sounded incredible. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. But the uh, the other thing to think about with crystallizer, plugins, by the way, oh, dude, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Don't know what it is, <laughs> it does an octave thing, right? <laughs> it sounds good. Um, the other thing to think about going back to our old guy status is that. Most DAWs these days come with pretty great tools. Yeah. Um, just yes. right out of the box. And they, there are plenty of mixers that you can go check out their YouTube demos and they'll have the Pro Tools EQ7 heavily featured. Yes. You know, um, the other one, a lot of people still use Dverb, the Pro Tools. I do. Yeah. Um, especially if it's something that's not like a prominent feature of the mix. Any of those stock plugins are great, like low DSP. Solutions. You know when I use Dverb a lot is on instead of sending to an augs mm-hmm. right on the track yeah right yeah. on the track and then I'll EQ and compress that the way I want it like a backing vocal like a nonlinear thing you've just got a lot of things it's there it's intuitive right it's easy I've been using it since the first time I ever opened right you know you're it just has that familiarity to it I use the, yeah. that Pro Tools EQ seven a lot especially after like if I'm going for a vibe EQ. Like a like you like the SSL style or a Neve, especially like a Neve style or something like that. that yeah. m- maybe the um, the sound is cool. But it's got the, specific points. Yeah, and, and it's not so surgical. You can come in afterwards, and sometimes it just uses a filter. You know, yeah. with the highs and lows. Um, well, sometimes you just use the one that's just a filter. Put it on the first thing, and then you yep. can use your stuff later. It frees up kind of headroom on both ends. You know. I, I think the bomb factory stuff that comes with it is pretty good. The the yeah the, the metering sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but it sounds good. I like the uh, I the the three A. Yeah, the, that one's a really it's a nice sounding sounding plugin. I use the bomb factory eleven seventy six on almost every mix for something. Yeah, I sometimes you just do. I just do it just to do it. Just sure. to do it. You know, it's like I'm just gonna use it here. You know, <laughs> why not? You can tell both of us use Pro Tools because that's all we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I, sorry, I've, guys. I've used Logic enough, you know, here and there to know that those plugins sound great too. They have way more options. I, I was telling John earlier, I think I've put my hands on Logic five times. <laughs> right. like not very often. And I felt like a complete noob. <laughs> I'm sitting there asking this guy. I was teaching this guy how to mix and I'm asking him how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come on, come over and show me how to like mix this song, and and there I am just trying to like, yeah, it was it was ugly. But going through and just pulling up, I pulled out the thing, and there's your 1170. It's like a compressor plugin, mm-hmm. and you have your 1176, your SSL, 
your LA two A, yep. your LA three A, everything like right there in one thing as different presets. You're like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, mixing. Mixing is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably enough. Yeah, Come on a little bit. I think we got it, man. I think we did too. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Turn Up, Turn Down. We really appreciate you guys listening. Please, please like, subscribe, share. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you guys and gals, yeah. all listeners. <laughs> and uh, yes, thank you so much. 